Great to be with you again, Central Moments, this moment around God's Word and prayer. Right now we're in the book of Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament, uh, and it's a book that invites us to put our cynical hats on, uh, and yet leads us to eternal, unchanging conclusions. Today we come to what is probably the most well-known passage in the book of Ecclesiastes, maybe for some people the most well-known passage of Scripture in the Bible. I mean, people non-Christian, you don't need to be in the Christian faith to have probably heard songs built around this passage of Scripture, or at least the poetry written. It's chapter 3, verse 1. There is a time for everything, and a season for every activity under heaven. So life is a mosaic of seasons, and God's going to invite us in. And there's a season for every time. It's almost like we tend to want to resist seasons in our lives, but seasons create that kind of mosaic of God's artistry and purpose in our lives. And, and, and so this, this passage is, is just inviting us in. And there's going to be a symmetry and a lyricalness and a rhythmic nature to this. It sort of, this sort of just, brings, just gives us permission to embrace, as opposed to resisting, uh, the, the seasons in our lives. So there's a time for everything, a season for every activity under heaven. There is a time to be born and a time to die. There's a time to plant and a time to uproot. There is a time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. There's a time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. Now, we're only halfway through. It goes another whole four verses, exactly the same idea. You notice there's a polarity embedded in each one of these phrases. Like, for instance, a time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to be born, a time to die. So you have these polarities, these opposites, um, that, that we sort of cycle through in life as we, uh, as we experience it and embrace it. It goes on for four more verses. And it's very freeing. It's just the poetic lyric, lyricalness of this and rhythmic nature of it kind of, kind of frees us to not fight life. But, but there's something frustrating about this too because the writer of Ecclesiastes is on a quest for the meaning of life. So far he's coming up empty. Like under the sun, like w without God a part of it, uh, what can I find that truly gives me meaning? And he's, he, he's ending up saying, I hate life. And so then he looks at these seasons, and he notices how they come and go, and they involve these opposites. But it's so symmetric that you can't discern purpose that, that, that overshadows everything else. It's just one thing to another, to another, to one thing back. And so, and so it's kind of frustrating. It's like it almost portrays time as a kind of steamroller that just levels everything in, in its pathway, and we're sort of caught in this. So after eight verses of that, verse 9, he asks the question, so what do workers gain from their toil? I mean, what does all this mean? And the answer is we can't tell. However, verse 11, he, this is speaking now of God, he has made everything beautiful in its time. So where, where time just sort of steamrolls us and we go, go from weeping to laughing, being born to dying, I mean, here is God entering time and working beautifully in it. And, and he goes on to say, 
He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. And that may feel like a cruel joke. Okay, you put eternity in our heart. You put a sense there is meaning. There is something beyond this life. But you haven't really helped us see the whole picture. So we just need to trust you. It's not a cruel joke. I love how J. Stafford Wright put it. If we have not been given the key, then we must stay close to the locksmith. He has put eternity in our heart. He is working in time to work the beauty of his will out in our lives. But he's not allowed us to see the big picture from beginning to end. So if we don't have the key to understanding it all, what we do is stay close to the locksmith. And his name is Jesus. So thank you, Lord. We get to cling to you. Thank you. You enter time. Thank you. You enter the seasons of our lives. Now, whether the seasons are good ones like laughing or painful ones like mourning, we thank you that you're working beauty. And we, 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 we don't understand and see it all, but we stay close to you who holds the ultimate key to life and eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.